Welcome to a very special episode of the Flying Bison Podcast. Uh, we're calling it the Flying Bison Presents. And we are here with some new friends. I'm here with the Roll to Metal crew. Uh, and we're going to introduce your characters in just a little bit. Uh, but I'd like to, to go around. I'd like to you to tell the people your name. I'd like to just hear the name of the character that you're playing tonight. We'll describe them in a little bit. And then uh, after that, I want to know the most important thing for getting the like tabletop role-playing vibe down. And when you're cooking dinner and the recipe says to add a garlic clove, a single garlic clove, how many garlic cloves do you add? It depends on the size of cloves you have available. Oh, I'm Willa Wilson, and I play, um, I'll be playing Bakui, uh, Bakui uh, Bimu. And, uh, but back to the garlic thing. It depends on the size of garlic that you have available. Like, if you're down to the last few ones in the clove, you're going to need, like, three of those at least. Like, a little extra garlic, um, a little more than a standard-sized garlic clove is what we're going for in total. Okay, alright. We'll get to the right answer once mm-hmm. you've all answered. Wait, there's a right answer? Oh, oh no. Absolutely. Of course <laughs> there is. Okay. Um, well, I'm Holland. Uh, I'll be playing Azima, and I don't cook very often, but I do know more is better than less because mama didn't raise a quitter. <laughs> That's all I got, though. <laughs> That's a warmer for sure. Yes. I'm winning. <laughs> My name's Mary Stack. I'll be playing Raven. And uh, I-, I usually add almost the entire like thing of garlic. Like I just peel off the clove. Like one clove is not even close to enough for me. Like it's got to be a solid handful of garlic. I'm Jonah Knight and I'm playing Reason. And I think, Mary, you're on to it. I think that when it says add uh, a clove, what it means is add a head. Yeah. <laughs> a fistful. A yeah. fistful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, um, I don't know how much you know. Garlic is like quintessential to Asian cooking. So like I grew up eating garlic in everything. And my rule of thumb is double it, add two more cloves. So whatever it says, double it, add two more cloves, which is just shorthand for as much garlic as is tolerable. And tolerable should be almost a whole head of garlic. So I'm glad glad we all kind of vibe on this. The answer is always more garlic. Yeah, see, I thought I was being uh, rebellious by doing slightly more than the recipe calls for, because that's the extent of my ability to not follow the rules as written. Um, Can I I do this? Can I add that much garlic? Is that allowed? We also made you go first, though, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole new world. A whole new garlic (laughs) world in my future. Double it. Add two. Add two. Double and add two. No well, thank you so much. We always like to to chat up top about just whatever's garlic. going through my head. G- garlic is nine out of ten times it's garlic. Yeah. Uh, See, I was you, I listened to the first two episodes today, and there was there was like a fifteen minute conversation about braces. That was nice. there was one. that was yeah. We uh, mm-hmm. we've toned down the banter at the top a little <laughs> bit, but we just have so much fun. I like it. 
good. And it's I, it's it helps I feel like cut down some of the banter on the on the back end and in the middle of it. Um, like I said, it's the roll to metal crew. I actually found all of you when we ran Brindlewood Bay. I was prepping for that, and I was like, I don't know how this game works, and I need to listen to some people play it. And I googled it, and I found yours, and I listened to your. I think you released this after your first episode, the Dad Overboard mm-hmm. arc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So fun. Instantly was like, I have to at least reach out to Jonah and be like, thank you so much for for doing these episodes, for doing the like keeper advice episodes, because it helped me. You know, we're planning to run Brenda Wood Bay for our podcast to help me kind of orient myself. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot my shot. Jonah, we're doing these one shots. I don't know if you guys would ever want to. And he's like, that sounds great. Let's do it. So here we are. Are you all excited to play some Avatar Legends? Yes. So excited. Yes. So excited. <laughs> yes. And uh, we've got two people, too, I think, who uh, this is some of your first foray into the Avatar universe. Is that right? Yep. Yes, that is <laughs> correct. <laughs> well, just remember that what I say is canon. So don't mm-hmm. like if you watch the show and you're like, that's not how it happened when we played Avatar. It's because... What I say is right, and what the show did is it's a little off. So uh, tonight we are going to be playing the Air and Wind one-shot. Uh, so there are currently uh, six pre-written one-shots for Avatar Legends, one in the core rulebook, five in the Wan Chi Tong's Adventure Guide. And in the Wan Chi Tong's Adventure Guide, there is a one-shot for each era, each of the five eras. So we are doing the Aang era one-shot tonight, which takes place right after the show. So if you've watched the show, you'll be pretty familiar with what happens. And uh, I'm really excited. So uh, I think we're going to set the scene for you. We're going to introduce your characters in a little bit. And then we'll we'll just see what happens. Yeah? Yeah. Sounds good. We're starting tonight in the town of Boat Bottom. And Boat Bottom is a mid-sized fishing village on the edge of the Earth Kingdom. The ocean separates it from the Fire Nation. During the Hundred Years' War, its proximity to the Fire Nation and the Fire Nation colonies within the Earth Kingdom rocketed the industrialization of Boat Bottom. Sparakeet Air capitalized on this and began the production of war dirigibles, which it sold to the Fire Nation. But now that the war is over, Avatar Aang and Team Avatar have brought that long-awaited peace to the Four Nations. So obviously the need for war dirigibles is at an all-time low. While Sparakeet Air is scrambling to adapt to this new era, the people most affected by this? It's the hardworking residents of Boat Bottom. People like Resin and his family. So if you could, I'd like to let's start oldest to youngest. Why don't you introduce the character? Give us a little bit about uh, who they are, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump into it. Resin is a single father. Uh, used to work for Sparakeet Air uh, during the war. It started off having some talent with a little bit of engineering and being able to see how machinery can maybe fit together. It was a pretty great job until the war 
became heavier and heavier and there were increased personal losses. And his priority, my priority sort of shifted away from this creative work into something more personal. And that is just prioritizing family. Wonderful. Uh, one question for you, Resin. Yeah. Uh, what was his job at Spare Key Dare? Yeah, uh, he was a sort of engineer that helped transition regular dirigibles that were primarily used for transportation into war machines. That was not the goal when he took the job. Uh, it was more just standard transportation and seeing if we could help help the world not necessarily in an idealistic way in a very scientific way but um but as the war ramped up and his job changed it became about mounting weapons and increasing armor and that sort of thing and that was not what he really took the job for interesting very interesting uh i'm bakui I'm about 20 years old. I am 20 years old. Um, I'm tall, um, kind of gangly. I have the bone structure of a limp noodle. I have fluffy, uh, uh, dark hair and kind of muddy green eyes. A bunch of really cool tattoos. Uh, I'm mostly shirtless at any given point. Um, I, uh, actually just got back to rejoin my adoptive family. Um, as soon as the war ended, I went off to find my real parents. And they, uh, they're not around. They, they're not around anymore. So I kind of just... Spent a few months trying to figure stuff out, but I'm back with my family now. It's fine. Bakui, what was the last lead that you picked up on where your parents were? Well, um, when I was 11 and they were arrested, I... I was... It was actually the first... It was the first lead that ended up being the last lead. I I always had imagined that they they probably escaped the whatever prison camp they were held in and went off doing cool fugitive stuff, but I I investigated the nearest uh, prison camp and discovered that they had died in captivity just a few years ago, so it was a very short investigation. Heartbreak at 100 already. All right, and we have up next the middle child. I am Raven. Um, I'm the middle adopted child in this family. Um, I have, I'm waif-like with dark hair and amber eyes. And before being adopted, I was part of a gang of street kids, organized street kids that was run by an older gentleman who never really gave us his name, but called us his ravens. 
because we would go about the city and steal objects and listen for secrets and bring everything back to him. And one night I was out doing my normal thievery and listening in and I, I peeked in a window and I saw this lovely family sitting down to dinner and the father saw me and the next night he put out food for me and then the next night brought the food in closer until finally there was a place sitting at the table and I snuck in even though I was obviously welcome and I never went back to the streets. Uh, did I did I miss a name of the leader of this gang? He is unnamed. We just call unnamed. him him. Ah, okay. And then the smallest of the children. So Azima is uh, going to tell everyone that she's 11, but she's more like 10 and three quarters. Um, she could theoretically be described as very short, though if you mentioned that in front of her, I would, you know, steer clear of her fists. Um, she looks very, uh, very similar to her, her middle sibling, actually, with dark, dark hair, uh, amber eyes. Um, it'd be pretty easy to pick her out as a firebender as well. And, you know, that might have been difficult to deal with, uh, especially once the war was over, uh, being in the Earth Kingdom as well. Um, but she doesn't really think about that stuff as much. She kind of just prefers to let everybody else think about it. And she's like, I'm just here having a good time. She's always been a bit of a firecracker, uh, pun intended, and likely gets into pretty sticky situations. She goes with her gut. She feels her feelings. She dials it all up to 100 all of the time. And uh, then her family has to pick up the pieces with that. So good luck, Dad. <laughs> wonderful absolutely wonderful um i should mention too uh if you're listening to this at home and you're looking at the air and wind one shot you'll notice that those are not the backstories provided for these pre-gen characters that's because we're taking the the pre-gen stats and the playbooks and we kind of twisted them and and the players have made them their own which is something that you can totally do if you're have players that are comfortable doing that they can take these pregens and do whatever they want with them um we should go around to if you just want to we'll go let's go the opposite time youngest to oldest uh, if you want to say what playbook you're playing tonight uh, i will be playing the hammer i will be playing the rogue i will be playing the idealist and i am the guardian makes sense makes sense well, for the four of you, when the war ended, Sparkeet Air left a skeleton crew behind to oversee its scaled-back production line. However, over the last few days, the presence of the Sparkeet Air guards have tripled in the town of Boat Bottom. You've seen them interrogating people, interrogating friends, family, neighbors, left and right and thankfully you've managed to stay under the radar but not for long because someone in your family ends up roping the rest of you into something because your family ends up doing something publicly to protect a vulnerable family from sparrow air what was that 
I mean, I think it could be as simple as um, it being a, a family similar to ours, one that's been uh, cobbled together with love and determination. Um, and mayhaps there was a parental figure that was uh, put into question with uh, children similar to our ages that, that might have been uh, scared and uncertain about what was happening and it was very likely in a public place um if if that's the case and if so i know azima would definitely step in thinking oh yeah yeah i can i can fight fire with fire um i don't need to be reasonable i'll just i'll just kick their butts that seems reasonable to me that Absolutely. Sounds, sounds good guys yeah <laughs> so it was a different it was a family being uh, being harassed by someone and you stood up and fought? Is that what you were I saying? Think, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that would, I think we would all have a vested interest in that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely also got involved. I will always stand up to bullies. Yeah, the idealist, mm -hmm. yes. It is, it is my code. What about, uh, what about the other two of you? Raven or Resson, how did you get involved in this public altercation, if at all? I think Raven would have stuck with her sibs if they rushed up to say something to the people that were harassing the family. She would have, even if she didn't say anything and was maybe being a little quieter about it, she would have been standing alongside them. You're a ride or die family. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It sounds like whatever was happening was pretty public. Maybe uh, uh, I I don't know what is what is downtown Boat Bottom. It's maybe there were yeah maybe there's a few market stalls, um, you know, a couple inns and shops off of like a, a dock where some of the bigger boats maybe dock in to Boat Bottom. The cabbage huge. seller, yeah. Cabbage sellers there, yeah. Yeah, I. I think that I recognize the father as a coworker, and it's sometimes you just have to know when to keep your head down. And he did not, he wasn't making a very smooth transition out of the war mindset. And I guess I wasn't really paying attention to see what sparked this. I don't know if the guards were just sort of going stall to stall looking for people to to interfere with or if he had done something uh i let's leave it up to you um the spare key guards were harassing this family um were they just harassing them because they're harassing everybody interrogating everybody did did this coworker do something well i didn't see what started it but it wouldn't have surprised me if they had been looking for him in particular. Okay. Because some people just don't know when to stay quiet and when to just change and keep their head down. So I think that the first I saw of this incident was when, was when Azima was no longer by my side and I kind of looked around and said, Raven, where's your sister? 
Raven is probably also already out of your <laughs> yeah, sight. I was gonna say, then just, you look uh, around and, no. and they're all and, gone. And Baku is himself. gone too. It's, you yeah. look to the left, you look to the right, and it's just. Yeah, Raven was probably kind of already off to the side in the shadows, and then her sibs like rushed forward, and she was like, "Well, here we go." Yeah, Bakui yep. is just standing, standing up right in front of those guards, uh, <laughs> just just trying to stare them down, trying to look intimidating, um, mm-hmm. and saying like, "Yeah, you, you can't. You think you can just act that way?" Oh man, it's real intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, um, I have the bone structure of a limp noodle. <laughs> I think it's funny that Jonah mentioned, um, you know, it's some people just don't know when to to keep their head down, keep quiet, and it's he's like, oh man, that uh, you know, some people. Oh, it's my kids. It's also <laughs> my kids. That's okay. Them. <laughs> your Raven circus, your dad. <laughs> your circus, your monkeys. <laughs> I think Raven's looking at her dad a little bit like I could listen, I could have used this as a distraction and stolen a lot, but look, I did not. <laughs> I'm curbing some bad habits. <laughs> I'm so good. You're the good one. You're the good one. <laughs> <laughs> not stealing that. is the bar for that. Yeah. Hey, I Already that. playing favorites. Uh, wow, I don't, think, Jonah. I don't I don't think you did hear that because you're in front of the guards. <laughs> Uh, just two more things before before this the scene ends and we take off. Uh, how do you eventually end up de-escalating this situation? And who oh, is? Oh, you it? want us to de-escalate? If oh. you well, t- all right, let's change it. How does this situation resolve? Can I try well, to just talk the guards down? Threateningly. This is all, well, this is all just narrative setup. So whatever okay. you whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, flanked by my very intimidating little tiny baby sister um, and her flaming fists. Yeah. Um, I, I, talk, I talk the guards down and, and say something like, it's over. There's no reason for you to act this way. And the fact that you're continuing to harass people you need to rethink your life. You need to rethink a lot of your choices. This is not who you want to be. You don't want to be stupid heads, do you? Yeah, what she said. Because you look like stupid heads. You are stupid heads right now. Your heads are stupid. And there's just this tense silence in the marketplace as the sun is setting, as the guards look at these literal children in front of them and realize probably best not to punch a kid with so many other people watching. Considering how the war ended because of literal children, you know, they- It's fair. Maybe you're the next avatar. Yeah, you don't know. (laughs) Aang's still alive. (laughs) It could happen. It could happen. Time is soup. Yeah. I'm a late don't, bloomer. Okay. Don't put don't put thoughts in her head. <laughs> just, uh, there's whispers amongst the crowd. It's the avatar. It's the next time. No, avatar. no, she's yeah, not. She's <laughs> not. Yeah, no, she's not. I mean, look at me. <laughs> the guards let go of the, the father and clear the area. And as the dust settles, the sun has set. People start walking home. 
the four of you now can interact with one another now that you've had this tense interaction with Sparky there. Ah, job well done. Right, guys? We, um, we didn't punch anyone. That's That's good. Good. That's good. Good. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, right. Okay. Good Mm. Good thing. I knew that. Where do you all go? What do you do? Well, the the one guard that looks right at me knows who I am. I, first of all, the restraint was wonderful. I know we've been working on that and it's very difficult, but mm-hmm. you're mature and you're growing. And I put my hand on Azima's shoulder and I'm very proud of you for standing up for what you believe in and for the restraint. And for not punching at the same time. That is restraint, yes. But looking I, like you could punch at yeah. any moment. I gotta be honest, Dad, I really wanted to. I really I, wanted to. Uh, yes, and, and I'm- and, and Raven didn't steal anything. She, that we know of. Probably. Oh, Raven- I, I, I outturned my pockets, see? <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> You're, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm hiding so, something in my pocket that Raven stole. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've planted <laughs> on planted Like, this. we're a team. We've done this before, yeah. <laughs> From an alley, you you see a, uh, uh, Resin, you see a brown hooded figure that looks at you um, and just says, I, I, need to, I need to talk to you about something. Don't worry. We're friends. We're friends. I promise. Are there, is this, this is still a public place? There are still people walking around? There are people that are starting to head back and, and mill around, but most people are, are on their way home. Uh, okay. Um, if, all right. Uh, maybe the three of you just stay, stand here for once. Just, just uh, give me one moment here and just take a few steps towards the man in the hood. You you walk up to this hooded figure and they pull their hood down and it's actually a woman. Uh, she's got this like intricate brown braid uh, and these like goggles on the top of her head. Uh, and you would all know who this is because not only has the guard activity increased in boat bottom but they've been dropping wanted posters from the air wanted posters for a woman that they claim to be a master thief named chan yu and the minute that this person drops their hood resin you know this is chan yu okay i i just step back a little bit i don't mean any harm i no, um, okay, good. That's good to hear. I think, um, you know, it's been a long day and we're just on our way home. Maybe someone else, or, or you're looking for, I oh, need- I, oh, I look for coins, maybe. No, 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 I don't, no, I don't need money. I have, I have plenty of money. I don't have plenty of money. I have some money. I need your help. I, I've been stuck here in Boat Bottom. Um, Sparakeet Air has been, looking for me 
and I saw what your children did, and I I wonder if you'd be willing to help get me out of Boat Bottom. I, I have something very valuable, and I, I need to get it. I need to get it out of here. Uh, I mean, I don't, I mean, the, the easiest way out is probably the main road. Um, but, um, there are also boats. If you have, you say you have almost plenty of money, you could probably get a ticket. Um, the, the dirigibles leave on a regular schedule. If you, oh yeah, I can help, uh, because the schedules are posted near the square. Um, so if you go down to the docks, you can, it's, there are plenty of boats leaving anytime. I, yeah, I have a dirigible, um, so I don't. I have my own. I don't. I don't need a ticket on one. I need protection. Um, can I? This is going to sound very forward. Did you lose anything in the war? Well, we all lost things in the war. So uh, yes, we're like we're like everyone else. Avatar Aang lost everything in the war. He lost all of his people, and she reaches into her cloak and pulls out this wrapped object and starts to unravel it. And it is an airbending artifact. And I need your help to create what this airbending artifact is. So as Chan Yu unwraps it for the first time, what is she unwrapping? What is this object you're seeing? So uh, for I can uh, help you since I, I know you, uh, the airbending, the entire airbending nation, gone. Genocide happened at the beginning of the war. Avatar Aang is the last airbender. So this sort of cultural historical artifact is not only incredibly monetarily rare, but culturally one of the most unique and rare things around. Well, my impulse is to take a step back and just look all the way around to make sure that no one is observing this because that would be bad. That'd be very bad. Wraps it back up again and puts it back in her. And I didn't actually see it. Sure. (laughs) But... But I saw, like, I could see my kids and they probably see that I am very nervous and want to be out of this conversation as quickly as I can. Uh, And we're, you know, maybe another half step away from this this woman in the alleyway. Um, I'm sorry. I so I don't know if if any of them (laughs) have an impulse to help their dad get out of an awkward situation. That would be great. I pull on his shirt. I want to help. Where did you come from? (laughs) You were talking really loudly. That looks cool. Can I see it? Uh, Um, sure. It's, 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 it's not always polite to ask people just for their possessions. We just, it's okay. I don't want to have it. I just want to look. Okay. Um, but I think we should probably get, it's almost dinner. It's almost time for dinner, so we should probably all just just move along. Dinner can wait if justice must be served. Yeah. How uh, about I, this? I, I don't know your name. Um, Azima. Hello. Can I buy you and your family dinner 
And oh no, no, that thank you. That that's fine. We're we're okay. We don't. We're okay. I appreciate the offer. Raven appears kind of out of nowhere right next to her and is just like, yeah, yes. You're, are you really a master thief? Would you offer your services if I said I was a master thief? Well, I mean, Raven's the master thief here. So you're just from somewhere else. I just want to learn Raven's master. I mean, I just want to learn how not to act. So if you could tell me all your stories and then I'll know how not to be. Unfortunately, I'm actually not a master thief. That is just what Sparky there is, is saying. I'm, I'm an archeologist. I was a part of the team that unearthed and then she unwraps it again. And you, all the kids now see this object. Uh, What is the object? Oh, oh, pick me, pick me. Please. Um, what if it was um, a an ancient looking model of a lion turtle um, based on some of the origins of airbender Avatar history? Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so it could be like, I don't know if it would be gold because they were less about like monetary and more about like, so it's just maybe very delicately crafted, mm-hmm. very intricate, very old, looks like it's been taken care of. Yeah. Uh, what is unique about the artifact that makes it rare and irreplaceable aside from the fact that it is a statue of a lion turtle? It is, uh, in addition to being a decorative lion turtle it is also um the underside is uh a cast or a a mold that was used to make um the something that the monks would wear i'm i'm picturing i'm trying to remember if monk iatsu was pictured wearing like a a medal or something in the they've got the airbending medal that's got the air nation symbol with the the red tassels under it the air nation symbol thing mm. uh so it's it's also used as a mm. as a cast or a mold for that i like that um what about this artifact makes it difficult to keep safe or concealed well it looks fragile in a way yeah if that's if that's not taken care of I think as I sort of lean in a little closer, this is this is curious. Yeah, that's that wouldn't stand up to to um, some some rough jostling or or a drop from a moderate height. No, it's yeah, that's why I wrapped it in this this giant cloth. But right, what, last last question. What's uh, why don't uh, Mary you answer this? Uh, what is the most beautiful part of this artifact? I think it's eyes. Um, our like beautiful stones are inset. The colors kind of shift in the light, and it almost makes it look alive. Almost like the eyes are dancing, like wind, yes. almost as you look at it. So you all see this artifact, this beautiful model of a lion turtle with these shifting color in inlaid eyes. And you see on the bottom, it looks like there's a a mold on the bottom of it. She quickly wraps it back up. 
puts it in her coat. This is a model we found of, uh, well, I, I, a lion turtle, I guess is the best word for it. I, I've never, I've only heard stories of them, so I didn't know that this is what they looked like. It was actually incredible, actually. We were uh, unearthing, we were just digging in some sand, and it had been 12 days, and I, I hadn't thought that we would find anything at all, but uh, eventually we stumbled upon this thing, and I immediately thought that it would be uh, nothing at all, but we started to unearth some more of the sand, and it turned into this giant statue. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sometimes I get carried away when I talk about archaeology. <laughs> um, uh, where was I? Um, yes, uh... I don't know if I have to explain to you how important it is to keep this safe. I need to get this to Avatar Aang. And I don't know Avatar Aang, and I'm assuming you don't either, but I do know Toph Beifeng. If you could help me get this to her Metal Bending Academy in Yudao, you would be saving culture you'd be a part of history i think avatar ang deserves to have this it's he 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 lost everything his whole family and everything he knew and he deserves to have some whatever part of it still remains well it's like it's like an heirloom right it's like a, a piece of family and Dad, you're always saying that we need to take care of our pieces of family. Yes. Yes. You're... That's... that's so if we memory. can help, we should. Because that's a piece of family for Avatar Aang. Yes. I... Okay, I... Yes, he said That's, yes. Guys, he said yes. Well, yeah. it's 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 a it's a good journey. It's it's not near. Uh, I you have I, I can I can help. I I I've been it, it, this way. My travels aren't for nothing. I can I can help you all uh, travel. I can contribute like a road trip, a trip on the road. Yeah. Like I did say, um, I do have a dirigible. This could be an air trip. <gasps> air trip! <gasps> trip on the air. Yes. I usually trip on the air, um, and it's not fun, but I feel like it would be more fun if it so was So you always stand back trip. up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, didn't, did you say it didn't work, or it's, it's broken? Did you... <sighs> that is one obstacle, Yes. Uh, I am not a pilot. As I said, I'm an archaeologist. So when I landed here in Boat Bottom, I, well, more crashed near Boat Bottom. It, it's intact. It just won't turn on. I think we know who can fix that. Our very talented mechanic engineer father. Uh, it, well, it would it would depend on exactly what crashed and what resources we had to fix it. But uh, yes, I, I could take a look to see if there was something I could do. I can do that. 
I would appreciate that. If you could get it working, that would... Absolutely. He'll get it working, no problem. You got this. And uh, she starts leading you uh, into, you know, the main market area and sort of out of the town. Uh, but as you're actually in that main market area, there's still, you know, people milling about. Uh, there's a figure in a, a giant cloak that bumps into Shanyu for a moment. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so- <coughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, it's fine. Don't don't worry about it. It's fine. And you walk for a few more feet. Shanyu sort of pats herself down. Where's the artifact? Who? And she turns around, and this cloaked figure is sprinting down an alley and turns the corner. And it's a chase. Tell me what you all do. Sprint immediately. Uh, sprint after him. Start running. <laughs> I, I think Raven saw the interaction and knew what was about to happen, so she's like right on that figure. I know that move. <laughs> I've been taught that move. <laughs> you you vented that move. Um, I let's have this L- with Raven's preternatural underworld senses. Why don't you give me a rely on your skills and training, and that'll be the position that your family is in at the start of this chase. Roll with focus. Yes. Uh, seven. Okay. Um, so on a seven to nine, you do it imperfectly, and I tell you uh, how your approach might lead to unexpected consequences. You can either accept those consequences, or you can mark uh, fatigue. Raven, you start sprinting after this person, the rest of your family very quickly behind them. Uh, and As soon as you turn the corner where you saw this figure run down, you see that it branches to the left and to the right. And you can see that uh, the figure, you you look both ways. And unless you mark a fatigue, you'll have to pick one of the left or right path. Otherwise, mark fatigue and you can catch the tail end. You kind of run down one and catch the tail end of them running in one of the directions. I barrel forth to the right. Okay. So mark fatigue, and you see that they went down the right path. They're actually now climbing up a house and trying to get on top of the roofs. Uh Azima, what you were the the next person I think, or the first person who said something. What what is Azima doing? Um, I don't know if she's really thought it through. She's just kind of barreling in. Um, if she sees her sister going one way, um, would we know enough about the kind of intricate back alleys of Boat Bottom? Is it is it a small enough town that we might have a Good understanding? I think so, yeah. Okay, so she might try to go the opposite way and try to cut this person off. Ah, okay. Uh, you know what? Why don't you give me a rely on your skills and training as well, too? Alrighty. 
Not good at the focus, though, guys. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that is a three. What do I get with the three? <laughs> a, a three is a miss. Uh, oh, man. Really? Which it, it is. It is. I think you guys have played Powered by the Apocalypse games before. I think you... I was hoping you would be nice. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. I always like to tell my players, what I love about this is a three doesn't mean you don't do it. It just means something unexpected happens. Yay. And I think for now, you run down the left side and you pop out and you run down the street to where you think this person would come off if they were to go down that way. You just... I'm ready. ready. I know waiting. this is I, this was the perfect move. I'm so smart. I'm so ready. Come at me. Standing there for 20 minutes. Uh, Bakui, what are you doing? Um, I I mean I'm also sprinting. Um, trying to catch up. Um, I mean I'd say. If possible, my uh, my instinct would be to follow Raven because she's this is kind of her thing. So if it's not too metagamey, I would like to be on Raven's heels. Absolutely not. No, you run. You this is all kind of happening at the same time. So okay. you you run after Raven, and you see what Raven sees, which is that this person is climbing up. Okay, cool, good. Because I would like to. Um, uh, take out one of my stink bombs and lob it up to the roof. So it's, I don't know if the roofs here are slanted, but, um, if they are, I would like it to explode as it's falling onto the person's face. I love that. Ooh. Uh, that seems pretty risky to me. A lot yeah. of uncalculable variables in that. Yeah. Why don't you push your luck? Okay. All right, so I roll with passion. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's, let's do this, let's roll with passion. That's, oh, I mean, oh darn, that's double ones, um, plus one, so that's a three. That's a three. <laughs> Lob this stink bomb up, and it hits the roof, and it is slanted. And it goes tink, 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 and lands at your and Raven's feet. <laughs> As this noxious cloud just encapsulates the two of you. Uh, and I would like, I would like for both of you to mark another fatigue, please. Okay. I'm sorry. Right out the gate with all the fatigue. <laughs> Jonah, don't you love having three kids? <laughs> I yeah. messed up. Guys, I messed up. <laughs> it's okay. Speaking it's of a, that. It's okay. Speaking of that, Resin, you are the the you were not quick to react, but what is Resin doing in this moment? As he sees his three kids just scramble off into the alleyway. Yeah, I'm I always feel like I'm a beat behind when all three of them run away together. Uh no, I I follow and I probably see the stink bomb go off. Absolutely. You round the corner right as it explodes. Yeah. Um So I probably could see that Bakui and Raven were there. 
But Azima is not there because, of course, she isn't. Um, so it's probably like, I know where these two are. Where's the other one? Where's the other one? And so I would look for her and try to make sure that I keep her in sight because that seems to always be a priority with her. Uh, <laughs> this is fun. Um, you're wandering around the alleys trying to find Azima and Azima, you are standing at where you think this person is going to come out of the alleyway. You get the catcher's stance. You're just waiting. Any minute now. Any minute now. Couple minutes pass. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm ready. And then you actually hear are up above you as this figure miscalculated its jump and barrels like into you. And you guys tumble a little bit down the alleyway. Resin, you would come around the corner just as you saw this happen. I start punching. No thought. <laughs> uh, what is your intent with your punches? Um, I think to gain the upper hand slash to not be smushed by this very large person. Okay. So kind of just to get myself like in a position where I... I'm I'm like a little extricated from their limbs. Yeah. And potentially yeah. Uh why don't you intimidate for me? Oh yeah, I will. All right. That's what I'm talking about. That is a nine. All right. On a nine, uh, there are a list of four options under intimidate, and they will choose one of them. Their options are to run, to escape, or get back up. They back down, but keep watch. They give in with a few stipulations or they attack you, but off balance. Mm. Ooh. I think it would be fun if they attack me off balance. I'm trying that to instigate, so I'm giving my friends or my family time to catch up. Uh, I will take that into consideration. It's actually the GM that chooses what they do. <gasps> Never mind. Um, it's fine. You want to fight them? Let's <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Let's go into an exchange. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so with exchanges, there are three stances. Defend and maneuver, advance and attack, evade and observe. You can each, the four of you, openly discuss which stances you'd like to take. You will then tell me what stances you're taking. I will then sh- secretly choose a stance for the NPC. We will then do defend and maneuver then advance and attack, then evade and observe in that order. Any questions? I think it's pretty obvious what I'm going to choose. I could have guessed. Uh, What about the rest of you? I mean, I just messed up um, and threw the stink bomb right in our faces. So I, I think the best thing to do would be to defend and maneuver away from that. Try to get to a place where we can regroup and uh, advance and attack another turn. Raven or Resson? I mean, my impulse is to defend Azima. (laughs) That uh, if uh, she's fighting, we've talked about, we'll talk about this again. Um, 
because this didn't have to happen. But it's it's make sure there's no that she doesn't really come to harm, uh, whatever that form takes. So I would probably move in in order to protect her somehow. Okay. Uh, maneuvering is a part of defending maneuvering, so that seems pretty good. Raven, what about you? Um, I think also, I think I'm uh, falling back with Bakui to defend, defend and maneuver. Um, also, isn't this happening? Is that's a little like we're we're in a cloud of stink bomb. Like, how much Correct. of that do we actually see happening? So I think we're just pulling out of that. Yep, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just putting you guys in exchanges just to to keep things moving. That way, you you can find your your okay. family. Um, so defend and maneuver is first. Uh, everyone except for Azima is defending and maneuvering. So, uh, what I need for you is to roll with focus. If you roll a two to a six, you miss. But what you can actually do is shift one of your principles up and the other one down to use one of the basic fighting techniques. On a seven to nine, you can use one basic fighting technique or your playbook's special master technique. On a 10 plus, you can choose two techniques. Who would like to go first? Rolling with focus. Well, uh, Azima's in the middle of it, which it does. So, so turn order wouldn't matter? Or uh, So defend and maneuver is up first oh, and then advance and attack after the defending and maneuvering peeps. I, I guess I'm closest. Would I? Sure. Go for it. There I go. Yeah. Roll with yeah. focus. That's a six. All right. So with a six, it's technically a miss. But what you can do is shift one of your principles up and the other one down, which for you is self-reliance and trust. So one of those would go up and the other would go down. And if you do that, you can use one of the three basic fighting techniques under defend and maneuver which is uh, ready, uh, seize a position, and retaliate. Well, I will do that. So I will shift. I guess uh, I guess my self-reliance is up by one, and maybe my trust of some of my children has gone down by one. That seems <laughs> right. That seems fair. Uh, and then you can pick one of those three fighting techniques. So you can ready. Uh, which means you are waiting for somebody to hit you. You're getting ready for that. Uh, you can retaliate. Uh, so if someone hits you, you can basically hit them back. Or you can seize a position, with such, which lets you move to a different position in the battlefield. I think it's seize a position. I think that I want to be... The way I sort of see this is sort of getting between them but that doesn't necessarily stop Azima from doing what she wants to do because she's very fast. But it's sort of like get in the way. Yeah. But um, but that doesn't hinder her, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's helpful too, uh, this is a, if you've watched Avatar, it's a martial arts fight. All these things are happening at the exact same time. It's just a flurry of chaos and elements and fighting. So as you're moving to get in the way between this figure and Azima. Azima's doing going to be doing whatever she she ends up doing. So, okay, all right, that is what I do. Uh, Raven or Bakui. I would uh, like to uh, 
a role to seize, seize a position okay. and get out of this place. Roll with focus. All right. That's all right. A six minus one. That is a hot five. So same deal. You got to shift one of your principles up and the other down, okay. uh, which for you is uh, forgiveness and action. And action. I'm shifting toward action. Uh, Bakui is going to get out of this uh, noxious cloud of stink bomb gas. Um, uh, try to shift their vest to like cover up their face a little bit just just for flavor while they're running out trying to not breathe in that nasty nasty stuff and uh run toward the other direction if i can hear where um where azima is doing doing a fight then i would like to run toward that yes i will say that you definitely have the time to be able to run out the other side and can see Resin, who is running to be in the middle of Zima and this figure. Nice. Yep. I I run toward that. All right. And now, Raven, to you. Please roll with focus. That is a six. Okay, so with a six, then I have okay. to change my... That's a terrible rolling. I know. Usually these dice do so well for me. Um, so then I have to shift my I'd shift my balance towards survival balance probably. Principles. Yeah, towards that, towards survival. That feels right. Yeah. Um and then I seize a position. So I think I probably take off at, take off after Bakui. That's great, because if you both were going to stay in that noxious cloud, I would have made you mark the impaired status. But you are free. You can see this fight happening between Azima and this hooded figure. Uh, and it is the the hooded figure's turn next. Uh, they are going to scramble up. And Azima, you're the closest, so you actually notice that, like, just the bottom half of them scrambles up, and the uh, top half seems to, like, wobble a little bit as the bottom half scrambles up. And this figure ducks behind a cart to try and get out of the way of you hitting it. Uh, They're going to take cover. So the first attack on them, this exchange, uh, you actually destroy this cart and do not hit them. It is Zima's turn, so I need you to roll with passion. Okay. Uh, That is an eight. An eight. That's a hit. So you get to choose one of the basic techniques. Um, Or your uh, playbook special technique, which I think is advance and attack as well. It is. Um, so knowing what I notice, um, just wondering, would this still be considered one singular foe? Uh, yes. In terms of this combat, yes, it is one foe. Okay. So then I will probably choose pressure to intimidate a foe. Okay. Um, and what that looks like is, uh, Azima stands to her full height 
and she starts a flame on one of her fists and snuffs it out by hitting the palm of her hand. And she just continues this like flame, flame, um, just, and where do you think you're going? <laughs> what uh, exchange or what stance can I not take next exchange, if any? I'm going to say seize a position. Okay, so they can't I don't defend. I want them and, to run. They can't yeah. defend and maneuver. Perfect. Oh, yes, yeah. Perfect. Uh, now we're in between exchanges and uh, things can open up. You can talk to this person, which Azima already has. The minute anyone takes a aggressive attack against these, we will skip that and we'll not skip it, but we'll stop and go into another exchange. Uh, but Azima and Resin, now that you've run up, you've heard Azima say this and you it's just behind the cart, the cart goes, uh, please don't hurt us. We're sorry. I'm so, we're sorry. And the figure comes out from behind the cart. And you see the top half wobbling a little bit as it does. And the coat opens and there are two children. The top one is uh, a smaller boy. The bottom one's a little bit taller, a little bit stockier, but they've both got the same sort of like greasy brown windswept hair framing their face. Uh, and the <laughs> smaller one goes, oh, we're so <laughs> please don't hurt us. We're sorry. Is this a we stole the thing, but is this all you're after? If we give it back to you, will you hurt us? You're very lucky I didn't use my killing blow. Please don't kill us! Then give us back what's ours. Alright. Give it- come on, Flint, give it to him. And the smaller boy goes, oh, okay. And hands this wrapped object to Azima. That's what I thought. And- and don't- steal things unless it's to make sure you can eat and stay in school. Right, Dad? Is that what we say? Is that right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. That's good advice. Good advice. Uh, and eat your vegetables! And eat your vegetables. Yes. Whew. I mean, we did kind of steal this because we needed to feed ourselves. Then just ask my dad. Gosh. We don't know your dad. Well, you do now, dad. Dad, come here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, uh, you, uh, you're hungry? Yeah, it's, it's just me and my brother, Flint. Yeah, it's just, it's just the two of us. We're, we're really sorry we stole. Sorry, we didn't know you were going to hurt us. We definitely would not have stolen from you if we knew you were going to hurt us like that. Wait, are you actually hurt? Wait, let me see. I just get into their space and I'm like pulling up their shirt, seeing if there's a bruise or anything. Uh, there's like a splinter from the cart that they dove behind. Oh, that's just, you're such a baby. That's a splinter. Uh, but it hurts really, really bad. Dad, they're whips and they can't feed themselves. Help them. I think I would like 
to use the suspicious mind move. Absolutely, please. Why don't you go ahead and read it first? Yeah. When I watch a person or two little children uh, very carefully to figure them out, I roll with focus. And on various successes and not, there are some questions or some things I can learn about them. We are big fans of Suspicious Mind on the Flying Bison podcast. Two of our players have it, and they roll it on everybody. Mm-hmm. And do I roll with... Uh, is it with focus? With focus, with, yes. Okay. That would be an 11. An 11. You get a hold two, so you can ask me two questions. Now, I always like to say it's do this entire interaction. So if you want to hold one of those questions for later, feel free to. If you want to ask them both now, go for it. Yeah. Um, I would like to know what I'm going to, I'm sort of, I guess, looking at both of them or, uh, what they are truly feeling. Mm. Are they actually hungry? Are they actually afraid of this or is there something, do I sense another agenda? What are they feeling? You can tell that the the smaller one, the the one who was on the top, you can tell he is just dripping with fear. He is just afraid. And there's a sense in which you're like looking at it and he keeps like kind of looking at his brother's shoulders. So like he could just be afraid of heights. But he also like keeps like looking at his hand and maybe you see like a little spark shoot in his hand and he like quickly covers it up and tries to like hold his hands close to each other to not let that spark happen again. The taller one, uh, Flint, he, f- he is also afraid, but it's, it feels directed towards his brother, Ember. Uh, he seems concerned about where they're going to eat. Well, if the two of you are hungry, we always have food. If you... Um, really? And I put my hand on Azima's shoulder and to say, I think that if you need help, we can we can help you. We can get you something to eat and somewhere to sleep for tonight anyway. And uh, the taller one looks at you and Azima and looks at his brother. We haven't slept in a real bed for a few days. We really like that. And and if we get you a place to sleep and we get you some food, you'll be you'll feel a little better, you'll be able to, well, yeah, I'm just sort of, I'm still just trying to read them as far as, yeah. okay, so my second one would be, um, what are they worried about? I mean, I know that this little firecracker is probably a source of some concern, mm-hmm. but um, is there something else or is it primarily her? Uh, you can tell that the the worry is is more than just 
it is where they're gonna where they're gonna sleep, where they're gonna eat. There's also a bigger worry that you can tell is more important. It, it you can tell that they don't have any ulterior motives. The, whatever is worrying them is not they're gonna betray you. They're gonna turn you into sparrowkeet air. But there is something deeper that you can tell behind these two boys. Okay. Well, if you, we aren't going to, we aren't going to tell anyone. Uh, everyone needs food. Everyone needs a safe place. And I sort of wait for the other two to join us. Kind of make sure that, um, that uh, Makui and Raven can see that this is ratcheting down. Um, and sort of turn to them and say, I think we're going to help these two get something to eat and find uh, maybe a place to wash up and a place to sleep. Yeah, um, that's definitely uh, we should wash up. I um, smells. Uh, can I see that? And I ask the for the the wrapped up artifact. I just want to make sure it's still in there and it hasn't been swapped out or something. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, I verify that? You. They yeah uh, here, and they hand it to you, and you unwrap it, and it's it's still there, it's intact. Okay, good. Thank you for. Even though you you know took it from us, it is still intact. So, thanks for that. Is that thing like important or something? It's family heirloom. Yes, it is important, and it is. We're trying to return it to the fam, fam family heirloom. It's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Resin at the mention of family, both of their faces drop a little bit. Kind of carry that suspicious mind question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get that. I'm sorry I scared you. I I thought that you were big and scary, and not small and scared. Um, and I only usually punch big and scary, so I'm sorry about your splinter. <laughs> the smaller one goes, oh, it's it's okay. I'm kind of scared of everything. Everything kind of scares me. It's kind of a scary world. Then you just got to be bigger and scarier than the world. We can fix that. Dad, we're keeping them, right? I say to, <laughs> I say to Resin. Well, uh, long enough to make sure that they're not hungry and that they get a good night's sleep. Is is Shen Yu still with us? I was about to say it's at this point that Shen Yu comes running around the corner of the alley and goes, Stop! <laughs> Give us back! <laughs> we, we, we got it. Oh. We, we handled it. Good. Very good. They're fine. Uh, is it is intact? Can I see it, please? It's it's it is intact. Okay. I checked. Whew. I am not a runner. I'm an archaeologist. I don't know if I mentioned that. You did a few times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I think you offered us some dinner before. We may have two others joining us. She pulls out her purse. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I I had a late lunch. I'm good. We can share our portions. I mean, no, please. Yeah, we'll share. 
I, yeah, we share. I'll buy you all something. It, it's the least I can do for, for keeping this safe. Okay. I'm going to um, just sort of maneuver next to Raven a little bit and whisper something like, um, maybe um, if you have a chance to talk to these two to see if maybe maybe they're under the influence of the same of, of someone that you used to know I'm on it and Shan Yu goes uh, there's um so I've been staying in a place called uh, well I'm sure you're familiar with the jelly shack uh, you know that that small fish restaurant here mm-hmm. um i've been staying in there <laughs> mr and mrs jelly have been so kind to let me stay in their basement um if you want to come there we can discuss what the next step is and i can i can get you some food yeah let's okay. go to the jelly shack right uh and she sort of leads you to uh it's on the water it's like uh looking out over one of the docks there's just this not very well kept up wooden restaurant and uh, over the top of it there's like a wooden sign that says the jelly shack uh and uh there is a, a picture above that of a gel anemone jelly anemone and she leads you in and it's very quaint and cozy as this adorable old couple sort of hobbles out from the back uh they're both like walking with canes the the woman's got these little spectacles on she says oh i didn't know we were expecting anyone well welcome what uh you're with uh Yu. that's uh you told them yeah, I, 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 I did. I had to tell them. Oh, all right. Well, can I get you anything to eat? These two need food. Also, the rest of them. So everybody. Give or take. All right, all right. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Jelly can go in the back and he'll get uh, some food for the... Two, three. Oh, there's a lot of you. Uh, all right. Um. Do you have chowder? We do. We do have chowder. It's uh. Do you like chili an enemy? Yeah. Probably. Well, we, well, if you've never tried it, it's got a bit of a sting to it. So just be careful when getting it down. But oh, our jelly nice. an enemy chowder is. It's an old family recipe, if I've got to say. It's oh, it's so pretty it's, good. So it's like spicy. It's no, it's not spicy. It, can it be spicy, spicy adjacent? It's it stings, dear. Hmm. But it's not. You'll, you'll get it when you try it. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Jelly sort of peters into the back, and you can hear him sloshing something into bowls. Uh, Mrs. Jelly looks at Chianyu and goes, "Ah, did you bring uh, any money? I know you've been staying here for a little bit. Uh, Getting a little... Can't hide you here for much longer. Uh, No, I... um, 
We'll, we'll figure it out. I've, I've got something. I'll, I'll be able to pay you. All right. Mr. I, Jelly. Oh, yep. I give, like, I check my pockets, and there's, like, the equivalent of, like, a nickel and maybe some buttons, and I put them on the... And I'm like, I got this. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, That'll cover it. Sure. Fine. She slides it. Mr. Jelly comes out with a tray of four, five, seven, seven bowls of jelly anemone chowder. It's not chowder like you're used to. It's got this almost like bluish tint to it. When you boil the jelly anemone, it sort of turns the whole thing a little blue. Uh, it's good though. Trust the, don't trust the color. Trust your trust your tongue. I I don't have a mm. the best stomach for uh for adventurous food, but I'll, I'll try a little bit and then maybe um let it go to someone else who's hungrier. Can't complain. I'm sure those boys won't complain either. It's paid for. Uh, who is the first to try the jelly and enemy chowder? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll uh, I'll hold the line. I'll be the vanguard in this battle. <laughs> Bakui, you were asking questions about it being spicy. It is not spicy. It's very creamy. It's very flavorful. There's these wonderful like potatoes that are like perfectly boiled. Okay. And some like green onion sprigs in there. And then you get this meat. At least you think it's some sort of meat. It's tasty. And then these like electric zaps sort of like sting you as it goes down. Oh, that. Yum. It's. Interesting. Um, better than I thought. Um. It, you were you were right. It, it stings like like. Ugh. I meant literally. It stings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh. Yeah. Literally. Um. It's kind of it's, pleasant. It is, it's good and it, yeah. It's it's it'll fill it'll it'll fill you up. So eat eat, eat, eat up, everyone. Mr. Jelly and I would take it whenever we wanted to stay up all night. It just gives you a little sap of electricity, you know. I think that reminds me, and I look over to the younger boy who had the little zap zaps in his hand, and I just kind of, in my brain, I'm like, he's part jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be it. I've solved it. And you look, and both of them are just shoveling this food into their mouth. Maybe, like, jolting a little bit. I think I try like one or two mouthfuls and then I like tug on my dad's shirt sleeve and uh, he very likely hands me what is uh, a common occurrence of some sort of spicy chili flake or hot sauce. Um, Cause I just, I'm in this, I'm in the spicy kick. I need everything to be spicy, all of it. Well, good for you. There are fire flakes as an actual thing in the universe. Yes. These little flakes that people from the fire nation put on things to make spicy yes it's definitely that and it might be like a very small amount i don't know how we get that uh 
smuggled or imported, but I, I think I, they're precious, mm. um, but needed. Yes. Yes. Here are your peppers, little pepper. <laughs> I I eat about half of my uh, my gel and enemy chowder, and I give the rest to Flint and Ember. They seem to need it. Shoveling it down, like barely can get a word out as they're just eating food. Raven kind of eyes them. Okay, so no, no, go please. Oh, um, I was gonna say that Raven kind of eyes the boys, but she eats her whole bowl because even though she's been in this this family where she's been loved and fed, she still really remembers the sting of not ha sting of not being fed. Um, so she eats the whole thing gratefully without question. There's just this nice moment of connection amongst you all. And then Shanyun goes, so um, you'll check out the, the dirigible? Yes. Yes. Um, you think it's just uh, a little bit of damage from the landing, but the structurist you th- still pretty good you think i i mean as as near as i can tell again i'm an engineer or i'm an archaeologist i'm not an engineer so uh, maybe well uh i can take a look see what we can do uh and i i can help okay um it is getting late we could do it tonight um otherwise if you think that i'll be safe we could do it tomorrow as well is it is it far? It's is a little it... bit of a walk outside of Boat Bottom. I, I obviously couldn't land it inside of Boat Bottom. That would be ridiculous. Right. Um, which is, uh, is it is it safe to walk around outside the city at night? Generally, it normally is. I would say. I would say you'd be. It would be a little risky now that you have started seeing the increase of Sparakeet Air Guards over the last few days. Right. Could we potentially uh, reach the dirigible and then camp inside of it? I don't know how big this thing is. They're big. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And you have, there are sleeping quarters, I assume. Oh, okay. Just, okay this is, yeah, totally. Okay. Um... Okay. Uh, why not? Let's, uh, if we're in for a penny, in for a pound. Everyone up for a little walk? Do we have to come with you? No, you don't have to. It is your choice. Well, it's say it seems like there might be a place to sleep there. Uh, if that might, if you, if you're still looking for a place to sleep, this is what we can do for you tonight. Will it be comfier than a pile of scrap metal? Most likely, yes. Probably. They sort of look at each other. <laughs> we're in. All right. I guess we're in. All right. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Jelly, thank you so much for housing me. Um, the... I... The last of my money was spent on those bowls. I'm I'm so sorry. Oh, don't worry about it, dear. We'll we'll figure it out eventually. 
I pull out some more buttons and I put them on the table. <sighs> Keep those, please. It, it's fine. But that, Forget. but that one's that one's silver. That one's silver. You can All right. that one. I'll take the yeah. silver one. You keep okay. you keep the lint covered plastic ones. Okay. We got plastic? It's not mine. Oh. It, it came in from a different universe. Yes, mm-hmm. obviously. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my secret superpower. I can uh, tear through time and space and universes. Yeah. Uh, but just for buttons. Only for mm-hmm. buttons. Obviously. I played a character like that once. <laughs> I I I feel like I want to use suspicious mind <laughs> on the innkeeper. Please, absolutely. Um, so roll of focus. It's a seven. All right, so you can ask me one question. After we leave, what are they about to do? They are about to tell you, tell Sparrow Keat Air where you are going to be. You know, I, um, if there's a, an outstanding debt, I might be able to help with that. If that would, uh, and I sort of go through my pockets and say, uh, just uh, to, to everyone else, uh, give me one moment here. And, um, to Mr. or Mrs. whomever's sort of closest. Uh, I don't have a, a lot of money, I think. Business has not been great. But I can say, um, if if you wouldn't mind giving us a day before telling the guard. Why don't you plead? All right, how do I? What do, I do? Uh, plead is with uh, Harmony. Okay, that's... Is there any okay. way we can aid him with like puppy dog eyes? Yeah, so the way aid works in this is depending on how he rolls, you can mark a fatigue to add a plus one to a roll. So it kind of depends on on what Resin rolls okay. to begin with. No sense okay. in marking that fatigue if he rolls a four, but gotcha. I rolled the nine. <laughs> so if someone wants to mark fatigue, tell me how you help. We can maybe mark that up to a 10 plus. I'll do it. What um, do you do? I would like to uh, step in and say I I know it's hard to trust strangers um, when you really need money to stay afloat but I I promise that we will be back and we will pay you for your kindness and I always keep my promises this tiny Four-foot woman stares Resin and Bakui up and down. I know your family. We've obviously been around town. Know who you are. Know what you've done. Know what you've lost. I'll be coming. If you don't pay up. We will. We wouldn't leave you hanging. You don't want to know what happens if I come for you. <laughs> well, then we won't. We won't have a chance to find out because we will be coming for you to pay you back. I like that phrase. Can I use that the next time I intimidate some somebody? Can I? 
You, is it copyrighted? Can I borrow that though? I think we know you're going to say that regardless of whether you get permission. And I think that's, that's okay. I just smile at them. You're going to sound so cool. Sure, you use that. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. So kind of stares oddly at Azumi. You frightened me, child. That is the nicest thing you could say to me. It really is. Blink, blink. All right. Well, uh, I would love it if you just left my establishment. I uh, don't want to call those guards on you. Okay. Thank you. Remember, I'll be waiting. And we'll be back. And uh, Shan Yu leads you out of the jelly shack and out into Boat Bottom proper. I don't really care to stop you up with a bunch of patrols. Let's get to the dirigible. Yeah. It's just outside of Boat Bottom, over a hill you crest it, and then you see it. You see this massive war balloon. It's huge. It could, you know, it's got uh, the giant balloon up top, and then it's got that little platform area for people to be under it. And that's huge. You know, easily dozens of people could be in this war dirigible. There it is. Uh, well, um, do you need any tools or anything? Or well, um, this may take a bit. Uh, if you could show me where the hard landing was was most effective, uh, we can um, let's let's see what we have to do before before I know what tools we need. Yeah. Uh, she takes you to the back of the dirigible. I uh, I came in a, a little hot. Um, it's just a little bit. Um, and you can see, and she points to the back and like the, the whole back of it's sort of like scuffed up. I think it maybe uh, jostled something potentially inside. I, again, I'm not an engineer. I'm an archaeologist. So mm -hmm. I Maybe the, somewhere in the back? Yeah, I think I um, just take some time to do an assessment to see what the issue is. Yeah. I, I, I'll help. Absolutely. Why don't you assess the situation? Which is uh, with uh, creativity. Uh, that is a 10. Nice. Go ahead and ask me two questions on that list. Should be on the uh, play materials. Yeah. 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 Um, what here can I use to make the dirigible functional? Functional. That's a great question. You are poking around the back of this dirigible and you can see that uh, in the back is where the engine is as well. 
and you can see that um, there's all these conveyor belts and I don't know. I'm also not an engineer. Uh, I'm also not an archaeologist, uh, but uh, <laughs> there's all these gadgets and who's it's and whatnots. And uh, you can see that there's a, a, a gear a, that looks like it's attached to a bunch of other gears that's got like conveyor belts going off of it. And that large gear is like a bent in half. I, um, Bakui, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to help. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I sort of walk them through sort of like step by step. Okay. You can see how this is bent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's bent. This is, uh, this is our problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can maybe see if there's a replacement or we can see if we can bend this one back into shape. Oh, there it's it's metal. Uh we could uh we have a fire bender among us to heat it up and we could pound it back into place. We can bend it right. I don't know how how much margin of error we can work with, but it's worth a shot. I think that sounds good. Do you want to do you want to take this yeah. to Azima and see if she can help? Azima? Can you Okay. We can do this. Okay? I'm so ready. What's happening? What's going on? Um we, th- see this this is bent. Uh-huh. It's also metal. <gasps> but if you heat metal, then it's easier to bend back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is going to it's like it's going to be like metal surgery. Oh my okay. gosh. So I get to punch the metal until it gets better. You get to heat the metal. <laughs> I don't want to hurt your hands. So you're not <laughs> you're not going to be punching the metal. You're going to be heating hands. them. Mm, if you punch metal, it's going to hurt your hands. And I don't want you to hurt your hands. I'm not a wimp. No, no, no one was going to call you. No one would ever possibly ever call you a wimp. You guys aren't going to call me a wimp, right? I looked to oh. my other sibling and now Flint and Ember. I'm terrified of you. I, no, I wouldn't Thank call you. you. Good. Okay. Cool. I'm just wondering, so yeah. Flint and Ember, um, are you guys like like me? And I do my flame fist. Uh, you see Ember just go pale. Oh. No, uh-uh, nope, uh-uh, nope. Okay, that's Mm-mm. fine. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so no, like, little sparkies? Little no, little sp- uh-uh, hand, hand no, can't, no, I can't, no, don't, no, don't make me. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna go punch the thing over there, bye, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, um, Raven, you wanna take, you, you help. Raven, yeah, help Raven, out. Out. please, I'm sorry. Yeah. Raven steps okay, in bye. to just... Have cat cat so two kids in a cloak. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the taller one, not not Ember goes. Yeah, you wouldn't believe how many people we've convinced were uh, an adult male. That's adults yeah. are stupid. <laughs> yeah, man, you probably get into a lot of stuff. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> who ta- who have, taught you? <laughs> yeah, we've stolen so much. Yeah. A great move. Um, uh, we didn't. Um, 
I don't know. He he never told us his name. We've just been yeah. around Bolt Bottom. We're pretty new, and he said that he had some jobs for us and could get us food and money, and as long as we stole for him. And- yeah. Uh, listen, I've uh, I've been there. Like I have. I think I. I think I know this person and he's just not he's not a great person. If you have a way to get out you should take it. Why don't you plead? Actually I'm so sorry. I think there's a better move for this. Uh, I think it's a, a balance move, actually. Okay. So you are going to call someone out. Okay. You're going to call someone out to live up to their principle, which you don't know at this point, but is very appropriate in this case. Okay. So... I'm going to shift their balance away from center, so closer to the end of their track. Uh, and then you are going to roll with their principle, which is a plus one. Okay. So then that's a nine. Okay. So on a hit, they uh, act as you say, and they must either do it or mark a condition. And on a seven to nine, they get to challenge your worldview in turn. And you either need to mark a fatigue or shift, uh, or I get to shift your balance as I choose. Uh, They will both look at each other with this very solemn look on their face. I'm going to ask you a question about fatigue real fast. (laughs) Please, yes. Uh. When we sleep, does it reset or get rid of one of the marks? I saw that there's like a a comfort move also. Like, how do you get rid of fatigue? Yes. Yeah, good question. Uh, Guide and comfort is one way to get rid of fatigue. The other way to get rid of fatigue is to sleep. And depending on the conditions in which you sleep, depends on how much fatigue you unmark. Okay. Uh. They will both look at each other with this solemn look on their face. Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. We both had some some weird vibes coming off of of him. Can I? Can we ask you a question? Yes. Why? Why are you being so nice? To us, we're we're nobody. We're we're just we're just two boys who we left. We left our parents, and we don't want to go back because they just they never quite understood us. You know, sometimes even people that love you. Just don't get you. 
Raven looks directly at them. Everybody is somebody. Don't don't say you're nobody. You look at you two. You have this bond. Like I look at you and I can tell that you will be there for each other. You are each other's family. And I've I can't say I've been in your exact situation when it comes to family, but I did work for this person who won't even reveal to us his name and he it starts with, with small crimes and he'll start to ask you you know to take more and more risks and it's just not worth it and I I just look at you and I know you deserve better and you deserve to be seen for who you are and understood and loved and that's not what you're going to get staying and working for this person and Ember, the smaller one, goes, What if who I am hurts people? What do I... He sort of looks at his hands. What do, what do I do then? I can tell you don't want to hurt people. And that is so... That is what is important. And what you do is you work on controlling whatever part of it, part of yourself, you think is hurting people. And that's just, you find a support system and you work on discipline and you can, you can learn to overcome many things. Do you think your sister would teach me? I think she would be so excited so absolutely excited to teach you okay okay all right we'll we'll get out thank you raven nods they wander off azima you are heating up this gear punch 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 punch, punch. I, I I probably take another chunk of metal or rock or something to beat the thing into place. So we're not just doing, you know, flesh against hot metal. It doesn't hurt. It just feels mm, kind of it, funky. <laughs> okay, if it doesn't hurt, I think that's actually a bigger problem. Hmm. Punch, punch. Hmm. Just, just cut like, like here. He, I take off my vest. Um, just, just wrap this, this around, like so. There's like some cushion between you and the. But, and the, but no, but like, then I I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin your vest because it's gonna go up in flames. Yeah, but I want your hands to not be in pain. They're not. Oh, I don't feel anything. That's bad. I just don't want you to hurt yourself. Punch, punch. punch. Azima, why don't you rely on your skills and training? Uh, and if applicable, you can take a plus one from Resin's assess the situation role. Because you are acting on the answer to a question that was asked. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said if applicable. Uh, if, if applicable, if you need that plus one to go okay. up a tier. Yes, yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yep. Um, I certainly will, because that's a six. 
So I'm going to take that to a solid seven. A seven. <laughs> um, Azima, you are heating this thing and Bakui, you're watching Azima punch it, heat it, punch it, heat it. Uh, and Azima, there is a moment where weirdly enough, it does start to hurt a little bit. Your hand, you start punching a little bit slower. You can like kind of shake it out a little bit afterwards. That's weird. That's never happened before. Maybe it's because you're punching metal with your bare fists. Mm. I need bigger knuckles. And the gear is still not ready. So if you want to have it in a ready position, you need to mark fatigue to continue to punch it. Okay. So through the pain, Azima <laughs> just keeps pounding this gear. And eventually, it looks serviceable. Looks like you may be able to slot it in and get this war dirigible up in the air. All right. Let's do this. She's just staring at her hand like, ah. It's tingling. Uh, that's weird. Feels like, feels like gel and enemy. Yeah, I was going to say, there's like jelly bits in it. Hmm. But there's definitely the, what do they call it that's not spice? Sting. Yeah, there's that. I think the word you're looking for is pain. Oh. Hmm. We'll talk. <laughs> We're going to get the dirigible up. Okay. Good, good work. Hey, Dad, I feel pain. <laughs> oh, good. That's, that's good to hear. Is she, is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think she is. I think she is. Okay. And Shanyu just goes back to like writing notes. And you slot this gear into its place. And you crank the dirigible on and it turns on. And you can take it up into the air. Let's do it. You start taking it up into the air. Yeah. You don't get very far. When something that you are all very familiar with happens. Resin, you would know that one of the things that makes Sparakeet Air very unique is that their headquarters are not on the ground. They have a giant floating headquarters on an even larger war dirigible. You take off. And a few minutes later, it's at least double the size of yours. It's covered in like green and yellow. It's got the the picture of a sparrow keat on the the side. You see it lift off above the town of Boat Bottom and start barreling down towards you. You are going to have to find some way to shake this giant flying headquarters. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, uh, Shen Yu, were you, are you the, you're not the pilot of this. What, what happened to your pilot? I should have asked that before we took off. No, no, uh, I piloted it. I am not a pilot. Okay. Hence okay. the problems. Great. But you know enough to sit here and do your best while I run down to the engine to see if I can help with man- maneuverability or speed. I can pull some levers. I-, I can also pull levers. I'm good with technology. Okay. Okay. Um, so the, the makeup of these dirigibles mm-hmm. uh, does... Um, I guess I would wonder if, if it makes sense to try, I, I will use my, my vague engineering knowledge to come up with a plan that will help us escape. And it probably includes somebody distracting the other dirigible and some fancy flying on our part to, to get out of the way. I love all that. Who's doing what? I think we need a distraction. Should I leave that to you? I can throw stink bombs and and light them on fire with the help of Azima. Yes, 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 yes. Flaming stink bombs. If we, yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Um... And I'll leave that to you. Okay. And I'm going to go downstairs and see what I can do to give us a little more power. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Bakui and Azima, you run to... There's like one of those ramps that opens up, right? And you can like walk out the back and start chucking stink bombs out. We're going to chuck some flaming stink bombs. Uh, I would like for... Let's have Bakui roll a rely on your skills and training. All right. Let's see what happens. Okay, rely on your skills and training. Oh, it's with focus, isn't it? Okay, let's let's do this. Okay. Um. Let's see. With my minus one to focus, that's still an eight. Nice. Um, fortunately, help's not going to get you up to that that ten plus, but you can definitely still light those stink bombs on fire. Mm-hmm. And we definitely do. We, we do. Abs- I, are, assumed. Okay. I assumed. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are flaming. They are on fire, and they mm-hmm. are uh, cause, causing a ruckus. I just at this point, like if there are stink bombs, I assume they're on fire. They okay. have to be now. Yeah. It's 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 a team. Uh. Hmm. Uh, here's the unexpected consequence. <laughs> there, you are tossing out these stink bombs. Azima, you're lighting them on a fire. There's a, a moment. It's going really well. And then there's a moment where Azima like, lights it a little bit too early. Tosses a fireball at one just a fraction of a second too early. Bakui, it throws off your aim. If you don't mark a fatigue to like course correct and toss it out, it's actually gonna bounce off the wall and go into the cockpit. 
Yeah, I'll mark that fatigue. Okay. That seems like a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, you see this fireball coming and like a step to the side as it goes rocketing past you and you actually toss the stink bomb into the fireball as it's flying out of the dirigible and it accomplishes what all of them have done before. It was a close one. Zima, I like, I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> that could have been bad. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. Uh, mm. uh-huh. uh, but. And. Good job. Great. Okay. Yeah. You only said you, positive things. So I'm going to keep doing, doing it this great. way. Amazing. You're doing great. Good, good. Mm-hmm. And Where's eventually. Raven? <laughs> yeah, what is Raven doing? Oh no, we left her behind. <laughs> Always the middle child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. I think she's watching the spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's. I think popcorn. She, yeah, I think she's hanging out, on, like watching this happen, and she has pulled like a small like pebble out of her pocket, and she's just, uh, like it's a nervous tick. She is an earthbender, so she's watching her her sibs do their thing, and she's just like moving this rock around, like bouncing it back and forth, kind of thing. Just thoroughly enjoying the show, like watching the chaos unfold. Is she is she nervous in the air? Because yes, earthbending? because she's yes, because she's away from the ground. So like, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the no act this it's just about yeah. to ask the same thing. Yeah. Cool, cool. So like what's actually great about this, even though this is a very dangerous thing that's happening, it's at least enough of a distraction watching her siblings like put on this crazy fire show. And then she has her like equivalent of a stress ball, basically. It's like <laughs> kind of helping. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think if that's a move. I uh, I don't think so. Um, there is a moment though, Raven, where like in you fingering this rock, tossing it in between your fingers, just for like almost a, a fraction of a second, to the point where like you're not even sure if that's actually what you felt at all. It almost feels as though your sense of the rock extends to the metal floor below you Hmm. just for a moment and then it's gone interesting eventually enough of these stink bombs are let loose that it forms this massive noxious wall of fumes and you got this stinky cover Russin, uh, you are, what are you doing? Well, I jumped onto the, the ladder to go down to the engine room. Um, thinking like, okay, uh, we need, we need something. We need some speed. We need some maneuverability. And luckily I've, I've made a lot of these things and I, I know I have some ideas. And as luck would have it, uh, Flint and Ember are down here, just sort of out of the way. I get to the bottom of the ladder and say, Oh, perfect. Boys, I could really use your help. Uh, What do you need us to do? 
Well, I may need to roll to know for certain, but I think we're going to drop some of this extra armor so that we get a little bit more speed and we get a little bit more maneuverability. Have you ever worked with, and I pull open up a toolbox, have you ever worked with these before? No, but do we just take things off of other things? Yeah, it's actually really easy uh, and, and kind of fun. That's, that's what I do for work. Here, let me show you. <laughs> and I show them how to debolt some pretty heavy paneling uh, and watch over them, make sure they have decent technique and then go three times as fast as they do. They have terrible technique. They're literally just like ripping these panels yeah. off. Um, why don't you, uh, I, I think even though you have some familiarity with dirigibles, I, I think this is still a pusher lock. This is a, this seems very, this is a risky maneuver to me. All right. Um, and that is passion. Let's see. Okay, well, that's an eight. I will tell you what. I will mark a fatigue on Flint and Ember to have them help you. And I will give you a plus one from the wall of noxious gas, giving you a little bit of cover to bump that up. What is that? Oh, it's just under a 10. Yeah. Oh, my God, fatigue then. All right, that's fine. Uh, you said a seven. Yeah, I, I rolled a seven plus one. That is oh, an eight. Well, then, yeah, the fatigue and the plus one will get you up to ten. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. And that's a fatigue on them, not a that fatigue, is a fatigue on, on Flint and Ember. Yes. Okay. So on a ten plus on a push your luck, your boldness pays off despite the cost, and the GM tells you what other lucky opportunity falls in your lap. Uh, here's the cost. The cost is that, uh, you, you knew going into this that you would need to refuel at some point. You would actually need to probably refuel a couple times between here and you doubt this first time you stop, you are also going to have to find someone to fix some of these things because as you start like tossing stuff out, Flint and Ember also like aren't really paying attention and occasionally toss out something that is maybe a little bit more important than Oh maybe maybe not oh, nope, sorry. nope that's oh, fine that's uh, fine this no, one no, okay no. out Yeah that okay uh from this side okay. from this side and over they here run over to that side and start tossing things out Great good work uh, so you will at some point not only have to refuel but have to find some way to fix some of these things Uh but the Lucky opportunity is that I'll just let you guys have this. Uh, some of these sheets of metal start flying out of this wardrobe, and it's at this point that the the cloud starts to dissipate. And Bakui and Azima, you see some of these sheets of metal just bang into this flying headquarters, and it starts to slow down. So you guys are able to speed away. but not without some damage to your own mode of transportation. You have escaped the giant flying Sparakeet Air Headquarters. And for now, you're in the clear. 
you all know that at some point on this journey, probably a couple times, you're going to have to stop to refuel. But for now, you don't have to worry about that too much. So I want to know what you guys do. And this might this can happen over the next couple days before you guys have to refuel. I'm I taking a lot a of opportunity. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking the opportunity to rest uh, to remove some fatigues. <laughs> yes. Yep. Good question. It's going to be a couple days, so all of you can unmark any fatigue that you have marked. Uh, and I don't think anyone has shifted their. No, you you have. Some of you have shifted your balance and principles. Mm -hmm. uh, so what happens to once you've had some time to uh, reflect, meditate, whatever that looks like for your character? Um, Gimme, you can just quickly. What does your character do to like reflect and meditate? Huh. I. What do, do they do? They probably. I don't think they like being. I, I right now in their in this part of their life, I don't think they would run off and be you know and and be isolated from their family. I think they would um, seek out uh, time with their uh, their sisters and their adoptive father um and their uh new adopted brothers which i assume are fully part of this family now um and just being around them uh spending that quality time with them i think is what what brings them back to balance perfect how about the rest of you i think similar um for for Raven, um, cause her balance shifted more towards survival. And so to sort of bring it back to center of like, oh, I, but it's about family. Um, I think it's like super sibling roundup. Like maybe they've created a tradition where, you know, they, they, they lay down on the ground, like heads to like head to head and just kind of talk about like, oh, like, how are you feeling? What's going on? Like, that's one way they'll recharge. Raven might do some like, like kind of active stretching or whatnot to keep limber. And I think she's taught her siblings some of that. And now she's looping in the boys as like, a, here's some, here's a thing we can do together to kind of recharge and get, get straight. And it's just like a lot of, let's do these things together. There's definitely a moment where you're all laying head to head, the three of you. And then Flint and Ember come up and they're like, can we join you? Get in here. I was waiting for you to join. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, come on. Right. We gotta Why you haven't up. you joined yet? All right. Come on. And they lay down next to you and continue the conversation. Uh, and I think Az Azima, you didn't shift your balance, but I think Resin did shift his balance. So. Yeah. I um, make sure that I have one-on-one -on -one time with everybody and it's it's to do a couple of things it's in addition to sort of checking in and like I guess mechanically it's similar to guide and comfort where like it's just helping everyone feel like you know this is new this is different here we are up in the air 
but uh, we're doing this for a good cause. We're helping people. But it's also to find out for each of them, what is it about flying a dirigible that they sort of find interesting and see if there is something in maintenance and in piloting that they take Mm. to. So making sure that everyone feels like they're learning something, but not learning because dad said to learn something, but it's like, oh, I'm curious about piloting. Yeah, yes. Well, let's sit down and learn this. No, you sit down. You see that that knob there? Okay. And this lever here? Great. And just hold it steady. And so I'm not sure what each of you would want to do, but there's definitely like, something in this craft that you get to know there's some process that you're learning and there's some kind of something that you're getting better at i don't know if any of you have an idea of what that is i i think raven wants to know what makes this thing tick like how does it get it get its lift because she the idea of being in the air is so unsettling she needs to know how it works to feel better about it yeah, just just how do we stay in the air? Yes. How is it safe? <laughs> how does this work <laughs> for us to be in the air? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I th- oh, sorry. I think. Oh, I think Bakui is uh, focused or more most interested in learning how to pilot this thing, controlling it, keeping everyone safe. Yes. Yeah. You are in the seat. I am in the seat. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably find something fun in um, the use of like fire because it's 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 sort of like a dirigible is like a, a kind of airship, kind of hot air balloon thing, and Bob uh, probably maybe um, I'm not sure. But if there's anything to do with making fire make hot air cool go faster that stuff anything like that please thanks i was just about (laughs) to say that uh when dirigibles were first invented they were like big hot air balloons um now uh they're probably more mechanical but i do think that spare keep air are nostalgic and so in all of their dirigibles, they put a furnace. It's hardly ever used. And in fact, this one is yeah. super old and hasn't been used probably ever. But it's there and maybe you can get it working again. I crawl in and I'm like, this is going to be a hidey hole. I can't wait. Yeah, and maybe, um, maybe Ember would want to help you with this as well. So I can sort of bring him down and maybe the two of you can explore the furnace. And I point out the things that you definitely should not do here. Um, but this other area is safe. Yeah, but if and he's there, be- then I can't crawl in the furnace because then he's going to cry. Oh, do you? Th- well, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'll cry. Maybe. That sounds like somebody who would cry would say that. Well, this fire so Zima. hot. Zima. It doesn't have to be. It can be beautiful and bright and lovely. 
we've seen Ember be very brave. So I don't know. I don't know. I think he might surprise you. I didn't say he was going to be brave. I just said he was going to cry. You can be brave and cry at the same time. That's true. I just figured, you know, we're, we're really high up and I don't want him to get dehydrated from all the crying. And sort of like muffled, almost like he's like talking behind his shirt. He's like embarrassed. He's like, Seema, will you teach me to fire Ben? <gasps> yeah. Dad, 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 can, please. Yeah. Yes. yes. Can I, can I, can I? It, only inside the furnace. Inside the furnace. Will it be hot in the furnace? I grab him by the shirt and I'm pulling him into the furnace. Wait. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. If he says no, it means no. Okay. <laughs> and the uh, rest of the door shuts and you hear maybe just the hint of light sobbing as the fire starts. I am your starts. teacher now. Oh, You no. must do as I say. Okay, what's first? Um, snaps. And I just like snap and I show like little fire sparks in snaps. Yeah, and he tries it and he's not very good at it at all like it maybe it's just like a little spark of something that's okay it takes time and patience and um just think about something that makes you really really happy or really angry do you want to be happy instead happy is sometimes better for people <sighs> okay i got it yeah yeah i got it yeah you got it you got it okay think really really hard feel it in your chest in your yeah. heart he starts snapping and yeah, little little embers shoot up off of his ring. He's like, I'm doing it! I'm You're doing, doing it. it! Wow. That's amazing. And then he just stops for a second. We do this another day. I don't We okay. dig in tomorrow. Yeah. Snaps are awesome. That's a great start. And okay. that can be as far as we go if you want. You don't have to do anything. I just want you to have the option. I want to learn. Okay. Just I grab his hand, making a big show of like showing that I'm not afraid of the snaps he just did. And he like holds up his finger to your arm. Mm-hmm. And no, I can't. I can't. It's okay. And he just runs out crying. Oh. I still made him cry. This is so hard. Raven! <laughs> yeah. Uh, From somewhere else, she senses you're distressed. And she... <laughs> There's a disturbance. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And a few days pass, uh, you can all move back to center. If you've shifted your balance, you can unmark all of your fatigue. And Reston, you know it's getting to that point in which you're going to have to stop to refuel. At this point, you've been flying over the plains of the Earth Kingdom now for a couple days. And as you start to get to that moment where you're like, we have to stop now, otherwise we're going to crash land again. You see two potential places that you could stop. 
Uh, one is there's like a little forest off to your left and you can see what looks to be some like steam coming off of the treetops. And when you look a little bit closer, it almost looks like there's like metal tree houses set up. That's one option. Now the other option is there is a small town called Sparrow Keat Station. And having worked at Sparrow Keat Air, you would probably know quite a bit about Sparrow Keat Station. Uh, while Boat Bottom was where the dirigibles were made, Sparrow Keat Station was just a refueling point for Sparrow Keat Air. So they've been hit even harder by the fact that Sparrow Keat Air has left because while there are still some dirigibles being produced, there are even less that need refueling. So it's a small town. There's probably some more people, but it's been very hit by Sparakeet Air's economic collapse. And there might be Sparakeet Air guards there. Well, I think this is a group conversation. So I think we can bring everyone together onto the bridge. And although it looks like there's definitely access to fuel there, they're probably going to expect money for it, which we do not have. So if we go there to the trees, maybe that means that we do have to get the furnace working. Maybe it means that we have to do some real work, roll up our sleeves, and uh, and haul all of that ourselves. I can play with the furnace. Well, you might be in charge of the furnace. You probably know more about it than anybody else here. <laughs> but I don't know, unless anyone has... It, it might be easier if we go to the city, but it could also be more dangerous because I'm sure that people might be looking for us and expecting some kind of payment. Uh, unless anyone has a different suggestion, I kind of suggest we go to the trees. I'm, I'm, I, I also think the trees, um, I can help, definitely help do, do some work to, uh, uh, you know, get, get fuel and get the furnace going. I will help. I think Raven takes a beat because she knows, well, if we went to the city, I could get us money. <laughs> but she also knows that her dad would see through whatever excuse she came up with to go to the city um, and just agrees. Yeah, the trees are fine. They're fine. We go. It's fine. I just want to get on the ground. Shen, you, do you have uh, any thoughts? We don't know if there is fuel by the trees. There might not be. That's a really good point. <laughs> I mean, what 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 are our what are the fuel options that we can use for this thing? There is a working furnace. Well, I, if it's I charcoal, guess to, I can yeah. make fuel. Fire that is something. Yeah, I I, we we probably wouldn't be able to mine coal 
ourselves just like that, but if we can, if, if there's other burnables that could, that could get us going, then that, that could help. Could supplement the fuel? Yeah. Yeah, after, I think... After messing with the furnace, would I know the type of thing that it might have used in the past? Like from maybe t- the type of ash that is in there? Oh, sure. Again, I'm not an engineer. I don't I even don't know. know in real life what hot air balloons. I know they use some sort of fire and fuel. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's there's probably like, it's, it's probably coal or, or something like that. Well, for hot air balloons, it's just like heated air and like propane or something, right? It's a flamethrower in the sky. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> With a I can do that. <laughs> I can throw the flames. Yeah, we might be able to get that furnace up and going. We might be able to make some repairs. There might be some repairs that I am not equipped to do here by myself. But we did see some houses in the trees. Maybe maybe we could get some help there. Hmm. I guess I'm just wary of landing in any place with a strong sparrow key presence at this point. It's risky for sure. Well, pilot and Shan Yu looks at Bakui. Um your decision, take us down. Okay, um... We're going for the trees. Um... Right? Yes. Sounds, mm-hmm. ri- sounds right to yes, me. That's yes, what yes, I yes. said. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Alright. You land just a little bit outside of the, the tree line. And as you've gotten closer, you start to hear like the cacophony of like zips and zaps of like electricity almost coming from this treehouse fort. You see the steam coming off of multiple places now and just occasionally just a tiny explosion, just a little one, just like a really tiny little one. And as you land, you can now see that there's just this. There's a bunch of like riveted metal panels that make up a bunch of little platforms and shelters along the tops of these trees in a mini treehouse town. And it is quiet except for the zips and zaps and explosions and steam. It seems like a weird place to have a sort of industrial experimentation lab, you know, in the middle of trees that could at any moment be on fire. But, um, okay. Let's, Maybe let's it's a secret lab. Yes, very secret and uh, could at any moment be on fire. I love um, that. I, I, I love that for you. Um, this is a forest. I know 
we haven't been in a lot of forests, but I, I, I saw some forests on my time away and, um, let, let's not set them on fire. We're not going to set them on fire. I think that's good advice for all of us. Let's all remember not to set the forest on fire. I mean, okay. That seems reasonable. Okay. Let's go see if we can meet some people. Figure out what this place is. Raven, don't forget. Don't set the forest on fire. Yeah, we're watching you, Raven. (laughs) Okay. You walk into this little forest with all these metal tree houses. There's a you now see a bunch of like pulley systems made out of like thick hemp rope and a bunch of like rope bridges between all these tree houses. And there is in the middle a central larger metal tent. And you see a woman standing uh, on the edge of it, looking down at you. Who's, who's that? Hello? Who, who's there? What are you doing in my forest? Hi. That's it, huh? Hi uh, is what you're doing in my forest? Uh, um, we're... We are just popping in. May we I like ask- that your place yeah. makes a lot of noises. Like it's really zips cool. and zaps. And this figure grabs like a rope and swings down in front of you. She's got this like messy tangle of frizzled hair and a white lab coat on. And she just saddles up to Azima and goes, oh, you like the zips and zaps, huh? I, I very much like the zips and zaps. All right, I'll show you later. Tell me <laughs> what you're doing here, though. We, we need fuel. And uh, this is where we landed to inquire about how we might acquire fuel. Fuel, fuel, fuel. Well, we have a furnace. I've got fuel. Huh? I've got the fuel. I've got the fuel. But uh, oh. it's kind of strange that there's a dirigible out this far. You don't look like Sparrowkeed Air. We're not. That's what I just said. You're not Sparrowkeed Air. What are no, you doing? You said we don't look like it. I was confirming. Not, never mind. Well, I was three steps ahead of you, honey. I said oh, you don't okay. look it. And my assumption was that you weren't. Okay, now we're three steps behind because we've taken this time to uh, to to recap. You were the one that had to clarify. That's you sound like you want something from us in order to get fuel, and we can do that (coughs) probably. I'll give you the fuel. I would like the truth about what you're doing out here, and before you answer, as I've already demonstrated. I'm no dummy. If you're lying to me, I think I'd know. Just from uh, looking around, is there uh, are there any emblems 
are there uh, any signs that this this location might be affiliated with one particular kingdom or particular philosophy or particular organization? There are no faction symbols, no nation symbols. Um, as best you can tell, this is a potentially crazy lone scientist just thinking up whatever cockamamie science experiment she wants out here. Well, I I should introduce myself. My name is Resin, and I used I once upon a time I worked for Sparakeet Air. Um, my family and I are on a journey, and um, and truly, we're not affiliated with Sparakeet. We're not affiliated with anyone. This is just I sort of like put my my arms out. I know this is not the most traditional family trip, but that is uh, that is what we are doing now. We're all willing to work if you have anything that we can do to help. Uh, as I say, I used to be an engineer. If there's any any mechanical work, if you need uh, anyone to help around around the area for you uh, while we refuel and maybe do a few repairs. We're more than happy to help. Why don't you roll? I also do party tricks. <laughs> snap, snap. <laughs> ah, it's like the zip and zap. Zip yeah, zip. yeah. Which is that was why I was just excited. Very interesting. Uh, why don't you plead for me? How many? Um, that is a seven. All right. This person stares you up and down. Puts out her hand to shake it. My name's Umi. Pleasure to meet you. And I shake her hand. She grabs it with the other hand. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't I see y'all in Boat Bottom a couple days ago? You were with the... You were with that woman Sparrow Keat Air's looking for. In fact, she looks a lot like that woman right there. Uh, yes. And my question for you is how did you get from Boat Bottom to here faster than we did? Oh, 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 I've got a number of wonders to show you if you stay around here. In fact, I'm happy to show them to you here. I know that she stole something. I don't want to take that thing. I'll fix your dirigible, fuel it up for you. I'll even show you all the fun contraptions and zips and zaps I got going around here. But I would like to take a just a gander at what she's holding. What has Sparrow Key Air in such a tizzy? We have a deal. Well, I don't. I don't necessarily feel like I can speak for her but I you didn't say anything that I object to just just a look see just look I just want to see just want to see the rest of you think as long as you're careful with it because we do need to give it to 
the person it belongs to, and we would like that to happen with it intact. Promise so I'll no be zips good. and zaps around it. All right, all right, no zips and zaps. All right. Okay, uh, here, she, Chun Yu unwraps it, and this statue of a, a lion turtle comes out. Holy! Where in the world did you find that? That is. Sad. And she, like, gets up close to it and very quickly takes it out. And Chinese like, oh, no, please, I just want to take a look at it. This is incredible. How did the craftsmanship on this thing? You know, I think I think I could use this in some of my designs. Can I just let me can I show you what I've been working on here? If, if, if you give the thing back. All right. Here, to us. Yeah, here, yeah. here. OK, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yes, we, uh, we would love to. Uh, we would love to see you. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Let me see the thing. I'm a oh, lady of my word. Of course. Takes you up to, she leads you to the central metal shaft and you walk past a, a bunch of tents that have a bunch of zips and zaps going on. Uh, there's uh, like one that is big enough to actually hold what looks to be like a prototype car. And as you're walking back, she's like, yes, I got here faster than you. That would be it there. That is my pride and joy right there. I named her Bessie. She's beautiful. Okay. okay. Maybe it's okay if we stay a, a day or so just to, uh, if there's anything you might need help with or, um, I, I sure I, I'm definitely interested in your work. Happy to show you. She keeps walking you past. There's dozens of beakers with bubbling liquid in them and uh mechanical contraptions happening uh, but she leads you to her central tent and she goes this is uh this is my pride and joy right now i've been really working on this hard i have been trying to find a way to mass produce things now you said you work for spare key day were you were you on the assembly line no, uh, more of a more of a oh. designer, more of a engineer. Interesting, interesting. Well, uh, I'm sure you took a look at the assembly line. It's wildly inefficient. Yeah, we. Uh, yes, <laughs> to say the least. And I got to thinking how efficient the Airbenders were. They just narrowed in on three things, four things, and they did that so well. I just, I, she like looks at, she like, at the bottom of that mold is just so intricate. I, I think I could take some of that conception and move it into industrialization. Does that make sense? Create a way to make things more efficient. Right? I, I think I understand. Am I over your head? head? It's all right. I'm over most people's heads. No, no. I th I think I see. I, I mean, it's the beginning of the conversation, but I, I think I see the That's question. A, it's wrong. not there at all. Like, it's just an idea at this point. But thank you for showing me that, because I think, think I can use that. That's important. Don't let that, don't let that break. 
course, we're not planning to. All right. Well, you guys uh, hungry? You want some grub? Does it sting? Why in tarnations it, would food sting? You'd be surprised. That's a very good question. Does does this food zip and zap? <gasps> it might. I don't know. I'm so accustomed to the zip and the zap. I don't know if it does. Huh. Maybe. Well, we'll let you know. It'll be an experiment. Please. I'll write down all my findings. And she goes off and comes back with... Uh, uh, she comes back with uh, porcupine, like pork belly ramen. It's just this wonderfully, like, perfectly broiled pork on this just aromatic broth. I don't think that's going to zip and zap, but uh, please be my guest. It's so good. I don't even know if it needs fire flakes. It's pretty spicy. It's true. I do like my food pretty spicy. It's spicy. It's, it's so good. Thank you. Don't let anyone tell you that uh, no earth bender couldn't cook. Uh, you know, my mama taught me to cook and whew, she'd be a miss if you had anything bad to say about what I had to cook right now. So thank you. You're an earth bender. I am of the earth bending variety. I do not earth bend myself, but. Uh... Neither do I. Raven's kind of paused eating and just looks up, but her mouth is just stuffed. Still like. And then she goes back to she heard earth bending and then went back to eating. Not as important as the ramen I'm eating. <laughs> no. Understandable. Uh, Umi looks at the bombs on your belt. Bakuyan. You uh, you make those yourself? I do. It's fascinating. You show me how you do that sometime. Yeah, I, I, I gladly. I'm sure you'll have plenty of. Uh, I mean, they're nothing like what you seem to be making, but I'd love to learn more. Stick around, kid, and I'll teach you some. Okay. Thank you. And you all spend some time eating, and eventually she's like, "All right." Show me this dirigible. Let's get this thing fueled, fixed, and on its way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shoveling ramen. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> You've made me so hungry. I want ramen so bad. <laughs> I want no. it so bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I want to make some now, but it's almost midnight. <laughs> that was a uh, that was one of the problems with uh, in our podcast is the NPC thing. It's fine. I can come up with an NPC name, but it's the food off the top of my head. I'm like. Coal cabbage? Coal cabbage was off the top of my head <laughs> mm-hmm. and it turned into a very funny running joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so you lead her to the original. She's like, interesting. Seems like you, uh, did you throw out the coupler? Well, maybe. Maybe. 
You see, what we learned from it is, um, uh, give a man a gel anemone, he'll eat for a day. Um, teach a man to disassemble a dirigible. You've got yourself two new siblings. And and possibly a dirigible that doesn't work as well as it should. That too, But yeah. all, But the sibling part is more important. Yeah. Not gonna lie, that sounds like one of my mama's sayings that don't quite make sense. Unless you're from it's, there. It's a very it, specific context. I'll just trust you on that. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, this might take me a little bit, but uh, well, if I had some help, I think I could get it, get it ready to fly. We've got plenty of help All here. Right. Why don't we have, uh, Russell, why don't we have you roll to rely on your skills and training with all this help you've got? Focus. Uh, and with focus, that is a nine. I'll uh, do a fatigue to aid. To help? Okay. Boost it up to a tune. All right. Hmm. You spend the next few hours, the now eight of you, fixing up this dirigible. And it goes perfectly. Nothing happens. It's honestly quite surprising that nothing bad happens, considering what has happened so far. Uh, but then you've got some time. The, the sun is setting, so it's up to you if you want to spend some time here spend the night here and or just get on your way is this um is this a good place to pause and pick it up it um, it might be um it is i was waiting for uh you know what yeah it's a good time to pause we'll get there yeah yeah what do you want to do though first well i think it seems like we're not in a huge time crunch and that maybe looking into zips and zaps and maybe maybe spending a little bit of time might be relaxing might be uh might help us all learn something new let's get some skills i like it here and my sister was promised a better look at zips and zaps so Mm -hmm. that i was and our our sibling was very excited about potential inventor intricacies. learning about yes. stuff. I am technology adept, and I would like to get adapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these these sibs need some lab time. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you being on the ground. Yeah, always so wanting a me lab not partner. going back into the air. <laughs> She's really interested in this car thing that doesn't apparently leave the ground. (laughs) Leave the ground. (laughs) You know what? Let's do something fun. Uh, There's one shots. Let's just do something fun. Um, Bakui, you spent some time with Umi and she's showing you around at all of her inventions and whatnot. And the thing that stands out is how intricate all these things are. And yet how cobbled together everything is like somehow in the midst of this forest she is able to put all of this stuff together and you cannot figure it out so she offers to show you 
And this isn't in the quick start, so I'm going to walk you through it. We're going to do the training move for Umi mm -hmm. to potentially teach you a new fighting technique. Oh my goodness. Let's do it. Uh, so the first thing we need to ask is, is your balance in line with your center or are you free of conditions? Um, yes, I am. My balance is in my center and I have no conditions. Cool. I have one fatigue. That's fine. That's, that's my only thing. Uh, you're going to take a plus one for answering yes to that. Okay. Do, what are your backgrounds? My backgrounds are urban and privileged. Okay, you do not share a, well, you know what? Let's say privileged. Let's say you do share a background with Umi. So take another plus one for that. Okay. Uh, what is your reasoning for wanting to learn more about technology and science? And I want to be able to use it to be helpful, to help my family and to... Uh, be, be better able to live up to my code. That is not why Umi does technology, but she does not disagree with your reasons for learning mm -hmm. to learn it. So you will not take a minus one. Okay. And uh, the last question is, is this technique easy to grasp at your current level and understanding? And I, I think yes. You can probably okay. learn. So you won't take another minus one. So roll 2d6 and add plus two. All right. Let me take my most, my coolest dice. All right. Let's see. That's an eight plus two. That's a 10. Dang. So on a hit, you learn the technique and uh, Umi gets to shift your balance. But on a 10 plus, you learn it with ease and it takes as little time as possible, which is great because you don't have that much time. So, uh, you will learn the jury rig fighting technique. And I can send that to you later. Nice. It's very fun. You basically can create, in the midst of battle, you can create technology on the fly to, to use stuff. Very fun. Um, you're, you know, Umi's teaching Bakoya that, and the rest of you are maybe sitting around a fire having, uh, like savory dumplings or sweet dumplings um they're like filled with like red bean paste mochi <laughs> yep and um yeah there's some mochi some pounded rice and uh crackling of the fire is there you're just sort of talking and then there's just this moment of silence and you hear what sounds like a twig snapping from somewhere else and before you have a moment to respond figures start dropping from the trees and you are now surrounded by a bunch of spare key air guards and we will have to pick this up next time uh -oh. no. <laughs> no. they better not hurt umi I they love might Umi so much no. No. i love her will they be nice to us if we give them mochi they... umi is my new mom that might oh. they might <laughs> <laughs> what does Wilson have like to say about that? <laughs> we get attached <laughs> real quick here. How about a how about an aunt? Yeah. How about a fun aunt. Just a crazy aunt. <laughs> well, um, thank you guys so much. Uh we're definitely gonna have to pick this back up and finish this because you still have to get that air artifact to Toph. That's so important. So, it's so important. Yes. How else will the airbenders preserve their culture otherwise? If not 
for this cobbled together family. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for hanging out with me and playing Avatar Legends. It was so fun. And uh, so fun. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll see you next time, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yes. One question: Did uh, did the training? Did you say that uh, shifts my balance from center, or did I? It does. Did I hear that wrong? Yes, I, I forgot to do that. I wanted to get to the cliffhanger. That's fair. <laughs> cool. I'll shift toward action. Yes. I feel like that yeah. makes more sense than forgiveness. Yes. Yes. Lit. Wonderful. Well, we will see you all for the conclusion of the Errand yes. Wind one shot. Lovely. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye, friends. Flying Bison Podcast is an independent podcast. If you feel like directly supporting the show, please check out our Patreon. While the Flying Bison Podcast seeks to emulate the tone of Avatar The Last Airbender, this is an improv tabletop role-playing game, and the actors may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Avatar Legends is developed and produced by Magpie Games. The worlds of Avatar The Last Airbender and Avatar The Legend of Korra are property of Viacom CBS. Intro music is Dizu by Sunday. And outro music is Tokyo Funk by LATG Music. Logo and art by Kate and Matthew Mankey. You can find more of their work at pomican.com. Link in the show notes.